what are you going to do to improve your situation? What are we going to do to improve our situation? I'm still a big proponent of teamwork. I think teamwork is going to help us get to that point because mm-hmm. in a lot of it, you have to collaborate. It's so funny. You see these properties in Detroit and um, you have two different types of crews. You have the black crews where it's like one dude trying to do everything himself. And the uh, Mexican dudes, it's like five dudes on the same task. <laughs> you know what happens? If you have five dudes on the same task. It's easier on everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tweet talk. Whatever episode this is, it's 139. Episode darkness. We on the dope. What it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Megan himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. The Black Wealth Podcast. We talk about building that wealth and we break down these financial tweaks. I am your host, Raphael Husbands, along with my co-hosts. Charles Oglesby the third JD. JD. We are here. You are here. Do it. Oh, Charles. Now, well, what's going on in the uh, capital world? Is, I think we just jump it off with a tweet. Yeah. They said I kind of laid floors, so I laid floors. Man, I was talking to my mom about this and uh you know what the only condition of you being able to do something that somebody else can do is that you breathe air. Breathe air. If you're a human, you can do what they could do. These folks are not superhuman. They do not have unique skills and the ability to teach them how to put floors on the floor or teach them how to paint or teach them how to put mud on the, on the wall or teach them how to do any of that stuff. Never believe that anybody, an ability that I can't learn, or has a skill set that I can't learn through this property and working through this project. I've just constantly been having to like learn new things and do new things. But one thing that I learned is that once you do it once, you can do it over and over and over again. So the only reason why I know how to do floors is because I came out here and I did those floors. Only reason why I know how to paint is because I came out here and I painted. And so now those skills are transferable, but also so, for example, with the windows that we're working on, like if I can modify the windows just like they're modifying the windows, it's just time at that point. I can do one window. If you show me how to do one window, I can do the rest of them like that. It is a very interesting place. It's interesting because a lot of these people, they can never do the work that they say they can do. They'll say that they can do the work and they just go hire it out. Because for you to tell me that you can do the work and you can't do the work, it's unethical. I'm going to say it's unethical. And there's a lot of unethical business that goes on in Detroit. And I think that's the number one risk. The number one risk is people telling you that they can do what they can't do and you paying them good money to do it. And then they're not doing it. Experienced that with pretty much everybody that I've worked with on this property. Pretty much everybody said they could do some stuff that they couldn't do or act like they were doing the work and they weren't doing the work. Um, an example would be the painter. The painter, him and his wife had no idea what they were doing, but they still took the job. And they didn't do any work and they just walked around in circles and the other guys did the job. And then they sent an invoice. And the reason why I know they don't know how to do the job is because 
And what makes me frustrated is because like people who don't know how to do the job, one of the things that you'll experience is they won't complete the job because they don't know what a finished product looks like. They can't give you a finished product. And so they'll start it. It'll be halfway done. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be asking for more money and it'll never get completed because they don't know what to complete. If, if, if they complete it, now you're looking at them like this isn't done right. I don't think I found anybody in this house that's done anything except for maybe the actual trades, like the electrician, the plumber, the HVAC guys who have done something the way it was supposed to be done. The siding guy didn't do it the way it was supposed to be done. The framing guy didn't do it the way it was supposed to be done. The drywall people didn't do it the way it's supposed to be done. Literally nobody's done it the way it's supposed to be done, but they all charge big money and they all expect to get paid when they want to get paid very quickly. So it's just been a very interesting experience because I've just been dealing with a bunch of people who are shifty. But I'll tell you this. I could potentially take a loss on this project. But you know what? I don't care. I think that people who are non-entrepreneurial think that you do things and you don't take losses. They think that if you're going to take a loss, then it's a bad deal. Not realizing that I'm starting a flipping business. I'm not flipping to get paid. A lot of people are like, I'm going to do this flip. I'm going to get paid and I'm going to be out. Not realizing that, not realizing that I'll make all the money that I might lose on this project back on the next deal. And the deal after that, and the deal after that, and the deal after that. And so business is a marathon. It's not a sprint. That's what Nipsey Hussle was talking about. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Now, if I lose money, it actually is a tax benefit because I can now use it to deduct off my income. And so losses aren't the same across the board. Like if you're a high income earner and you take a loss, it actually could help you. I don't think I'm going to lose. Ideally, I won't lose. Ideally, I make at least... 50K, at least 50K. Ideally, I make six figures. I like to make six figures, but I've learned a lot throughout this whole process. I've learned a lot. And sometimes the best lessons happen when you get burned. And I say that because when you get burned, you don't make the same mistake twice. You never you never touch a hot stove twice. And the hot stove that I touched was not getting something in writing. And by not getting it in writing, it allowed somebody to shift the terms on me. And then now I'm over here trying to like scramble and figure stuff out when I should have got it in writing so I could hold their feet to the fire. When they get something in writing, they want to hold your feet to the fire. They don't want to put themselves in writing or get held to the fire. People love contracts until the contracts enforced against them. And so, yeah, I mean, all that to say, like, I'll do it myself. I'm the, I'm the best person I got. I'm the most trustworthy person I got. I'm the most dependable person I got. I'm the most honest person I got. I'm the most person who's going to do put their best effort into it. Because even the people that I pay, man, I pay people and they just be like doing shit the sloppy way. Like we're, we're working on putting the floor in and the floor has a situation where it locks. So one part of the floor locks with another part of the floor. And the guy that I hired, he was like half ass doing it. And he was like, oh, yeah, we'll just put it in there. We'll just glue it in there. I was like, why would you want to glue it in there if it has a situation where it could lock? If it can lock. It should lock. We shouldn't mm-hmm. be over here saying, oh, well, it's not going in the way that it's supposed to be going in. So we're just going to like half ass it and just go about its way. And I'm finding that like people don't put the same effort and energy into your stuff as you put into your stuff. And it's disheartening to a certain extent, but it's also just like the reality of it and just knowing as a business owner. 
that's the way it is. Yes, because both folks will take two months to do something that takes one week, but once the work is done, they expect payment immediately. 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 And, and what I found from that, man, is like the victim in their own story. Like somebody will take two months to do something and expect you not to be mad and then get mad if you're mad. And so I found that I can't express everything that I'm thinking, even if it's justified. I can't tell people that they're wrong, even if they're wrong. All they're going to do is get upset with me. All they're going to do is deflect. All they're going to do is throw it back at me. And so I'm finding that, and it's difficult sometimes because people will want to talk to you on the phone. They'll want to call you and have a conversation with you. And the conversation starts flowing. You start saying things back and forth. And before you know it, you're out there telling them themselves. And it's like, I didn't want to tell you about yourself, man. I just kind of wanted to let you just be you. And so I didn't offend you. But now you drug me into offending you. Now I got to offend you. It can be kind of tough, but that this whole process is very interesting. I kind of want to give up on Detroit a little bit. I kind of want to be like, you know, what? I can't do Detroit. I can't do the the people who are like padding accounts and trying to charge you more. But really what it matters is knowing your costs. If you know your costs, they can't do that to you. If you have your connections, they can't do that to you. If you have your Rolodex of people, they can't do that to you. They can only do it to you if you don't know your costs and you don't have a network. You should know how much it costs to frame a window out. You should know how much it costs to do all these things so that if somebody tries to pull some crazy, ignorant stuff over on you, you can call them out on it. Like, I'm not paying you that much. It doesn't cost that much. And I got people who can do it for that much. If you don't have people, you're going to get played. So you have to have people who can do it so that then you can protect yourself. Raphael, talk to the people. Talk to the people. It's funny because um, Erica Williams was telling me the other day how she was visiting her property in Detroit and company to on cleaning out, and they wanted to charge her like two two grand just to take some some trash out the house. And it was like she wasn't even asking them to really clean it properly, but get out and put it in the dumpster. And they tried to get her for two grand. I was like, man, that's that out of town. These people are crazy and they're going to try to play you. They're going to try, you know, and you know what's bad about them charging that much money is all they're going to do is get five guys and pay them a hundred bucks a day. And they're going to make 1500 bucks to do nothing. I actually referred somebody to Erica for that job. And he's probably going to charge her 15 bucks an hour. And he'll probably knock it out in like 12 hours. It'll cost her 300 bucks. It's unethical. And it's what makes it worse is it's us doing it to ourselves. Folks doing it to us. It's us robbing each other. They're going to rob you either on the streets with a gun, business with the invoice. Mm. How do you guys know about the Todd Capital Virtual Business Conference on October 22nd? Please join us. Uh, you can find the event on Eventbrite. Just search for Todd Capital. I will drop the link in the chat, actually. You're going to have uh, Charles speaking on promoting your business. You're going to have Andre Hatchett speaking on streamlining your business idea. You're going to have Marjorie McPike, CPA, speaking on how to set your taxes and your bookkeeping, like 
like a real business. You're going to have Crystal Perkins in there talking about put ads. You're going to have Michelle Welch talking about productivity, like a real business owner. You're going to have Bruce Hill, a.k.a. New Skills, New You, talking about selling and sales like a professional. You have Erica Williams talking about uh, running a YouTube business for the long term. Oh, yeah. In the, in the bio, check the link in the show notes. Check the link in the chat. Get your tickets now. Uh, it's early bird tickets. General admission early bird is 47. It will go up to 97 on October 1st. Uh, VIP will be 297. Right now it's 147. Well, I mean, 197 right now for the early bird. Get your tickets. 60 minute QA with the, the host and a 15-minute um, after. It's definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter at TweetTopPod. That's P-O-D. Follow myself on Twitter at WorkMoneyLife. Follow Charles on Twitter at RealToddBillion. Follow us on Instagram at TweetTopPodcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at RealToddBillion and Todd.Capital. Shoot, follow us on TikTok pod and at Todd dot capital us on Twitter man let us know we'll see you from the show in the future segments what new stuff going on and I know everybody's talking about from Bank of America is all over the internet with no money down uh, no credit minimum if you want to buy a house in black and Hispanic neighborhoods, everybody's talking about this. Everybody's going crazy. Some people are telling you to take advantage of it. A lot of people are telling you it's a trap. They're trying to gentrify us. Don't fall for it. I say it works for you. Use that as an excuse to not buy property. We're going to see you. We, we, had, we know if you didn't buy a property 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and you had a different excuse than some people had. The excuse uh, in 2008, 2009, say, oh, the market crashed. Don't buy now. Everything's upside down. Came back. It's the same people still didn't buy. Still use another excuse. You saw what happened in 2008? Don't fall for that. Those on mortgage interest rates over the last few years, people still didn't buy. Comes with this new program. We're going to tell you, don't buy the trap. Don't fall for that. Search and do what works for you. It works for you and you can afford it. And by all means, if it makes sense for you. Do it. What happens? Dre, where you at, man? You in Miami? I, I wish I was. I need that. That's what I need to be living. Uh, no, I'm in Atlanta. Miami is lit. I actually got a chance to experience it. I liked it a lot. Um, what do you, what parts do you go to when you're in Miami? Because, you know, there's like different parts. There's like the, the, like the main little strip area where they got all like the flashy nightclub type stuff. Yeah. They also have like the, the other area that's like the more nice hotels. I'm typically downtown, Wynwood, South Beach, AKA Miami Beach when I go. I'm in full tourist mode. Um, yeah, downtown, Wynwood. Yeah, that's usually where I'm at. 
I just love it. It's peaceful. It's it's like being on an island, but not. Yeah. I, and the I, water's I'm, very warm. The water's warm. I've been going to Miami for like like literally 20 years now, and I've never had a bad time. I need to get a condo. There's also a lot of really pretty women out there. They're, they're off the chains. Like really pretty women out there. <laughs> like, they're off the crazy. Chains. Yeah, everywhere. I don't know what it is. Welcome to our, our guest, our brother, yeah. Peter Dre, Andre C. Hatchet, mobile notary pioneer. Yeah. What's up, Dre? What's up, Pimper? In the building. What's up, Raph? What's up, Tweet Talk? Chuck, uh, what's up, chat? What's up? We got in the chat. We, we, we got Lance out there still. Shout out to the chat. Yeah, man. What, what's going on with you guys? Raphael is uh, putting on a conference. Bring your business like a business. Dre will be a part of that. I will be. Talk about streamlining the streamlining your idea. Running your business like a business. How'd you get that idea? Well, Marjorie always says that. So <laughs> anytime I what? talk to her, it comes up in conversation almost all the time. She's like, I I'll, I'll always ask her about about you keep seeing on Instagram like and all these tax <laughs> hacks and stuff like and she's like I always tell people just run your business like a business and the tax the tax uh, perks will come later mm, mm. I like that yeah run your, run your business like a business now the tax perks will come later yep yeah I dig that now Dre Charles you had a, a, a tweet the base on like a clip from Jay Z. He said, "Everyone can talk. What have you done?" I used to be really big on this because what I find on Twitter, critics, and they're very good at being critics. Like they can narrow down all the stuff you did wrong. <laughs> and um, the problem with that is like there's not a lot of doers that are also critics. Mm. Usually, doers aren't, ain't spending too much time criticizing. There's no time. So important to kind of like put that out there. You know, sometimes we don't give credit to a statement until Jay-Z says it. But like <laughs> Jay-Z said it. I'm sure other people have said it. And I was like, this is relevant. Let me post it to the timeline. And it got a lot of spins. It, it really did well on, on Twitter. But it's true. But I think we as a culture got to start seeing that. And we got to start saying like, man, this dude is out there trying himself out there it may or may not work but he's trying i'd rather be the dude or support the dude trying than be the person criticizing and doing nothing building nothing and saying nothing mm. and so i just want us as a community to start to kind of see that and value that and say like you know what despite all the obstacles all the history all the shortcomings he's trying and i admire the attempt as opposed to finding flaws in the attempt. And I think if we did that, we'd probably have a lot more solutions, a lot more solutions-minded people, and a lot more, a lot less people who just point out problems and point out flaws. Because I, even with the properties in Detroit, like the dude walks into the house and he's just talking about the problem. I'm like, bruh, I don't care. What can you do and your skills and your power to solve it? I don't want to talk about the problem because what they'll do is they'll walk in and say, man, why he do it like this? I can't believe he did it like this. 
wow, this and this and this and this and this. And we spend 30 minutes just talking about the problem. Is that solvers get paid by problem identifiers. But we tend to glorify the problem identifier. We can glorify somebody who can say, like, there's a wealth gap or there's racism or there's this. Like, great, you found the problem. Now solve it. Mm. That's the real challenge. The real, the real challenge, the real thought comes with improving what's there, not just pointing out what's there. It doesn't take any effort or creativity to look and say the wall is brown. The creativity comes in saying, how can I make that wall blue? How can I make that wall the color I want it to be? That's the creativity. That's the innovation. That's the person who gets paid and gets rich. That's the one gets paid and gets rich. Now, along that, that line, like, and they're having problems, you got to just use what you got to get what you need. Like, Dre, like, how long have you been entrepreneur for probably, like, 10, 10 years or so? His whole and life. Well, Driven entrepreneur his whole life. <laughs> Eight, nine years old to be count selling candy, shoveling snow, and all, all that right. stuff. All right, but let's say, how long you been doing the, digi the digital stuff, though? Digital entrepreneur, as far as selling uh, my IP, 2015. To, well, no, we, we, if we really want to go back, we go back to Buy Black NYC 2014. Yeah. So, to 13, 14, which is Bob Black NYC, which was um, a black business directory for New York City. That's about eight, nine years uh, with my notary company. Uh, I, I had to market online. So that was 2005, 2000, yeah, 2005 for that. If you count my online notary academy, 2015. So we can go with eight, 10 years. Yeah, so the reason, Dre, the reason I asked you that. Dre is really the pioneer of this online education stuff, man. I would give it to boys, but but I'll take a a, a third or a fourth to that. I'll, <laughs> I'll take a third or a fourth. The the reason I I ask you that is because saying like it's like you got a kind of a speech impediment, right? No, and I do kind of. But you, but you've been making money from talking for yeah. years now. Yeah, like interesting. That's probably you never thought about this, Drake. Like. You that's probably where you get most of your money. Like that's what drives most of your money. Thank you for pointing that out. So yes, I, I stutter. I used to stutter worse, but I had to get over it because when I left the full-time job in 2007, eight-ish for my notary company, I had to answer the phone to get calls to go do the notary jobs. So I couldn't avoid talking anymore. And what happened was I just got over it. Even to the point now that, oops, even to the point now where I forget that I have a stuttering problem unless unless somebody brings it up. And my boy Ricky, Ricky Samuel, told me the bit. Shout out to Ricky. He was like, "Jerry, how did you how did you do all this stuff? Like, what do you mean? You know, the speeches, the the books, the podcasts. I was like, what do you mean? You know, stuttering. I'm like, you know what? Oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> like <laughs> too Charles, busy working. Too busy working. Like like how Charles is very admirable. Um, He's in Detroit fixing fucking houses. Like, anchor I, I, I don't know you fix houses. He probably didn't. He, he probably he, he probably didn't know he could do it either. But you, <laughs> it's amazing what you can do, Raph, when you give yourself no choice. So now I have. I, I literally have two shows, two two well produced shows, mind you. I'm on with y'all right now. Uh, my at but my other everyday shit, my classes that I teach, which is why I'm so big, Raph, on starting. 
lived in my head, say, yo, I stutter, I have a list, people are gonna laugh at me and they're gonna make fun of me. But yo, I've affected a lot of people. <laughs> I've affected a lot of people. You got a whole league of notaries out there, man. A whole league of notaries. Um, I mean, I have I feel that I've had a positive impact on our race, Charles, and our gender. I, I feel very positive about mm-hmm. that. And if I would have just stayed in my head, Raph, and said, man, I, I can't do this shit, man. I'm not him or her. I'm not. I'm not Jay or Boyce or any of these or any of these people. Like, I can't talk like that. Who knows? Who knows what happened? But you got to just go. Oh, get better. It's like I remember maybe last year I listened to one of the one of the first ten episodes from Tweet Talk, and I was like, man, it got so much better, better. And it's funny, like I think the other day I was thinking about man, there's a huge difference in like when it comes to speaking between me and Charles and then I was like yeah whatever then I the the interview I did with Erica Williams and it, mm-hmm. it went live on YouTube I sent it to everybody like yo check this out watch like mm-hmm. comment whatever yeah. and I went back to see look at the comments and one guy was like like some good information but he's kind of like a mush mouth and at first mm-hmm. I was like eh. I was like yeah kind of and, I, and I, I thought about like answering him back and saying something. I was like, well, you know what? I really don't care. Man, like, you got a top podcast, brother. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got him with Erica Williams. He's watching Erica Williams. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, I mean, Erica's made what, two, three million dollars at least from YouTube, at least in the past eight, 10 years. Like, but that's the thing about, and that's the thing about life in general, right? You don't have to be perfect to have massive fucking success. Bars. You don't have to be number one. Yo, it's crazy how average you can be <laughs> and have a positive impact and make a lot of money. So you you don't have to have every chick like you for you to have a meaningful, wonderful relationship. Just one, maybe two, if that's your thing. But they like you. You've won the, the dating lottery forever. Right. Um Gary V, I believe it was him. He said something like the like one like the four hundredth best NBA player makes like mm-hmm. not even that. And, and then like, like five hundred or so, maybe six. The one thousandth best entrepreneur like owns the Jets or something like something <laughs> crazy like yeah. that. He's right. <laughs> or something crazy like that is like He's right. In real life, you don't have to be the best. It's it's cool to be the best, but you don't definitely you don't have to be perfect. Nobody these, I, these jobs are making money on your average, but telling you that you can't make money because you're not perfect. Like how many houses have you rehabbed before? Too damn many. <laughs> Honestly, if I if well, I look at it, in, well, I, I think he means the ones that you actually did with your bare with your hands. Oh, with my bare hands? Well, I mean, with your, <coughs> where you actually did the work. Physically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, probably, I I never really did it. Like this is the first one outside of like some like rent turns. So like everything else have been paying other people to do it. But I came out here about six months ago because some tenants had destroyed a property and the bids I was getting back was just insane. 
They wanted like 7K, 8K, 9K. Everything in Detroit just costs so much more money now. Mm. And I was like, I'm not paying you that much money for some stuff. So I came out here, I put the floors in, painted the walls, and it looks good. Um, and so this is like, like the first flip level renovation, but renovations, we've been doing that since we started, except for the first property, because that was like more turnkey. Because yeah. we're afraid, like the goal, like everyone's like so afraid of all these different problems. Like, oh my God, there's a hole in the wall. What are they gonna do? And so, like the first property was turnkey. We came in, we cleaned the floors, took out the junk, put a tenant in there. The second property required a little bit more rehab. Um, that was more like cosmetic rehab, so floors, paint, that kind of stuff. Third property um, was a little bit heavier rehab. It was, but then the the fourth, like the fifth property was Oakman, and Oakman was like. A uh, land bank property. It looked like it was like it was not. Yeah, over the over the Yeah, and so Oakman looked like it was just like gone for not, like not not going to be able to be done. And mm-hmm. it, it ended up turning out to be a great property. And through that, I learned that like you can really renovate anything. Anything yeah. can be made better. Yeah. And so after Oakman, then took on a fire damage property. I just was like, nah, like it, it can be fixed. It's it doesn't matter. And, and Brown, right? Fixed. That's uh no Brown place is still sitting there in vacant okay. status. That's a heavy rehab. Okay. But that was actually Tracy. So Tracy, Tracy was a burnout Tracy. property. Both of them actually had fire damage. Mm-hmm. Both of them had fire damages, but one was a little bit more of minor fire damage, but still had to be repaired. New roof, new framing up top, all that stuff. So basically I've done like like four or five properties. It's amazing what we could do when we give ourselves no choice. And I just feel bad for the people because years goes by and they didn't write a book. They didn't launch the course because they afraid that someone would call them a scammer. They, they're just afraid, 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 afraid. They didn't approach the girl at the bar because she was hot. People are missing out on sex, on love, <laughs> on impact, out of fear. When, I don't know about y'all, but... I get over rejection. It's I forget. <laughs> I literally forget. Mm-hmm. I was approaching. Um, I, 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 I hollered at one chick, and, and, and she wasn't interested. And I was looking at. Um, I think I was looking at. I was like, "Man, she's cute. Let me holler at her." I was like, "Oh shit, I did holler. She didn't like me." And I was like, I, I, "But I, I just forgot about it." Like, I only need one. Yes. And people are so stuck in the past and shit that didn't work. I get it. Shit hurts. I, I've been there. I, I've been there. But man, do people care about legacy? Do people care about life after they are gone? Man, come on. And, and Charles, this is on the same line. Charles, you had a tweet where you said, one lie told to the black community is that God is going to do everything for you. Ooh, I was God is waiting on you. I forgot where I was, but I might have been listening to some gospel music. Hallelujah. And I just, I don't know. I grew up in a house where, like, I wouldn't say I grew up in a house like this, but I went to a church like this where we talked about, we talked about wealth. Really, we did. I went to a prosperity preaching church. Mm. But, like, they never taught them how to get prosperity outside of giving to the church. Mm. And I always thought that was like, dang and and so we we go through situations and like the black community and everybody's like well god's gonna solve our problems god's gonna do this god's gonna do this and 
We don't ever look inside of ourselves. In fact, we kind of think that we can't do it so much so that like that's why we put all our faith in God, because we feel like we can't do it. And unfortunately, we end up being left with nothing because God's waiting on us, firstly, but also like in this realm, it is up to us. And so by turning it over, we end up not accomplishing anything. And so I've seen people, very, very religious people who who died with nothing, but they were just waiting on God their whole life. Mm. Very mm. religious, very spiritual in church, at Bible study, at bar rehearsal, doing everything. And like it never panned out for them. I just I just had this thought where it's like, man, like, what are you going to do? To, to improve your situation? What are we going to do to improve our situation? I'm still a big proponent of teamwork. I think teamwork is going to help us get to that point because mm-hmm. it, you have to collaborate. It's so funny. You see these properties in Detroit and um, you have two different types of crews. You have the black crews where it's like one dude trying to do everything himself. And the uh, Mexican dudes, it's like five dudes on the same task. <laughs> You know what happens? You have five dudes on the same task. It's easier on everybody. Yeah. You still get the same thing accomplished. You get it accomplished faster. It's way more efficient. and You can take on more jobs. Whereas with us and our one man crews, we get overwhelmed with one job. And so then we have to charge more for that one job. Mm. And so now you're overcharging your customer because you don't have enough customers. If you had more customers, you could be more fair, but you don't have enough customers. So now you got to tax every single person you come across. You make your money at scale. You're not making your money on one transaction. So I think we can do better. Anything that I say isn't to like condemn us. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, brother, there's a better way. <laughs> I know you want to do it this way. I know you want to be the individual, the strong, independent person who don't need no partner. But if you had four partners, EYL, we were talking about this. And I was talking, I put out the tweet and I was talking about how like MG the mortgage guy got a part of working with EYL. Yeah. And a lot of people, they're like, no, I'm not gonna work with EYL. I'm gonna do my own thing. In hindsight, Stupid. everybody can say, like, you should work with EYL, but <laughs> EYL wasn't always that. Yeah. They weren't always that. They started with the iPhone. He had to believe that they would take their iPhone to the big stage. You gotta have belief in what. Whoever is building is going to build it. We don't believe that, but also not knowing that EYL also needed MG. Bingo. We all need each other. It all lines up. It all fits together. We got to start approaching it that way. EYL can't become EYL without MG, without Washington Travel, without Ian Dunlap. Mm-hmm. They need all those. But EY, Ian Dunlap and MG, the mortgage guy, Washington Travel, also benefit by being a part of EYL. So I benefit. I benefit from Raphael rocking with the brand. Raphael benefits from rocking with the brand. And we both grow bigger because we rock with the brand. Mm-hmm. We just got to stay down. Mm-hmm. Off on a tangent. That's what the show is about. You're kicking <laughs> I, I mean, it's sweet talk. <laughs> That's what the show is about, man. I mean, how doing? many people heard our... Black Man Building Wealth, Black Man Building Wealth Conference. People still talk about it. That's dope. And they yeah. wanted to come back too. 
do it. They wanted to come back. We got to do it. But, 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 uh, I mean, it's – our best work has been, all right, let's just throw a date. (laughs) Let's throw a date and ain't that bright (laughs) out there. And and let's just rock and – now, of course, like, like the, the, that's not an average brand, brand um, of course, but, but 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 they literally started with iPhones in the kitchen, in the and kitchen. now they're doing tours across the world, selling them out, making millions of dollars at a best best minimum. Partnerships with Steve Harvey, interviewing Tyler Perry, who doesn't even do fucking interviews. We'll start, so you know. I have this mix, right, Raph, of mm-hmm. practicality and delusion. Keep it simple, go all in on this. But then I have to have the the slight bit of delusion to say that, man, I could do this shit. Right. I call my show a top 10 podcast. I, I, I got I to have that delusion. But you know what's crazy, <laughs> uh, you know what's crazy, Andre? Uh-huh. When, when you call your stuff a, t- a top 10 podcast, people get out of the way. Yes, they're like, they're like wow. top ten podcasts. I don't even want to compete anymore. They got it. So it's like you psych yourself out, and you also push people out of the way. They're like, man, he coming. He bringing that energy. He bringing that heat. And, and, and here's the thing, right? I have to believe it. Why not? That that's always been my thing. Is why Shoot, not I believed it. it. I believed it. I was like, damn. Dre got there fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it. It's it's bound it's bound to happen. If I if I do enough reps, it's really about post production. Here's the thing: people, people people don't know a top podcast is about post production, mm. which is timely. It's expensive, but your post production matters. How many clips can you get up? Can you get the best cl- sound bites and clips? Can you get someone to come in there with edits? Like y'all, Dr. Kimbro interview, at least 15 clips from that flowing. Yeah, we need more. We dropped the ball on that. Fifth, I mean, it, it, but here's the thing. We're not dead. That's true. Gonna... You can still pull the content out of the content. It's never going anywhere. That's the thing. You could go back to your. This is why I'm so big on fucking star. You can go back to the archives. Have someone say, "Look, I need 15 clips. Give me three a week." Yada yada yada. Bam. We just gotta keep going, man. We just gotta keep going. Everybody needs a Dre in their life, man. Because <laughs> no matter what level you at, he's gonna tell you to to do better. If I like them, I gotta <laughs> like. Them. I gotta like them. I got. It. If I like you, I push you. Something that people don't realize, like they get pushed and they think like, ah, this dude is a jerk. He don't like me or whatever. It's like, do it. But they like it. I wouldn't even talk to you. Bingo. I wouldn't yeah. care if you were standing next to the street, like destitute. Like, like people I like, fam. Like, if I like you so much to tell you to do better, that means I want you to do better because I want you to do better. Mm-hmm. If I didn't care, I wouldn't say nothing at all. Bingo. I'm glad you have you know, I ordered some food from Sweetwater Tavern. It's a black-owned restaurant. They have delicious food. But mm-hmm. they forgot my cheesecake. I don't think they forgot my cheesecake. I think the Uber person forgot my cheesecake. Yeah, that happens. 
So now I got now I got a report it missing because that's the best part. They have this sweet potato cheesecake. That thing is delicious. I love a good cheesecake. I do sweet love a good potato cheesecake. Sweet potato cheesecake, Raphael. It's delicious. It's the most. That was what I was looking forward to the most, and they didn't come. So now I got a report it missing, and I'm got to go to the restaurant myself and get it. Not no, you could eventually. You, you know, you could still call the dude and say like, "Yeah, I think." I don't know if I have their number. Uber, yeah, you you can still do it. Let me see. close. If the Uber driver is still working, like still driving, you can call him and say, "Yo, you forgot. You might have my cheesecake in your car." I don't know how to find. But it, I'm glad. Um, this is something. I'm glad Dre is on for this for this episode because yeah. Charles, you had you had a tweet. He said one of the biggest wealth killers is not wanting to look broke, and the reason I'm glad you're on, Dre. Mm-hmm. God, Dre always stay fly. Dre always had me mad because <laughs> what is the Yano gear? <laughs> yes, there's a black-owned uh, clothing company called Diano. Every time I would see something on his website that I like, yeah, I was a frequent buyer. I would, I would pop up on Instagram and see there's Dre wearing the damn shirt. <laughs> That's funny. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working the job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Oh, Balance that, man. One of the biggest wealth killers is not wanting to look broke, but you gotta, you still want to look good, man. So balance that. So different people have different objectives in life, right? Some people are gonna be mm-hmm. hardcore cheap, and they're gonna invest all their money, save all their money, and not live a little bit. I tried that. That's not really my swag. So for me, is of course all the bills have to pay before I do anything. I don't even leave the house if if, if it's not there. Um, all the bills are paid, staff is paid, put money in the retirement account. I have fun with the excess. Some people have fun and then they'll figure out the rest. For me, I have assets. I've been doing this shit for a while. So I'm able to do certain things at at this time. I, I also do have times where I can't do certain things or, or, or and or choose not to. So I had to really do anything. I hardly even left the house in June, July, mid-July, August. I had a hell of a lot of fun. Went away um, on rooftops, did a whole bunch of cool top floor j- j- shit then. But there's times I fall back. House is itself out. It balances itself out. Now, I also the only Gucci thing I have is 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 a birthday gift that Charles bought me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, that's, that's the only Gucci thing I got. But so, um, I do look good because I'm on camera a lot. Like I'm on camera a lot, a whole lot. So so there is something to look in the part because I sell shit, buy from people that they either admire how they look, what they do. And I do a combination of both. So so you kind of got to look to a certain point, certain things going for you to get people to buy from you. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought this tweet up, Raphael, because mm-hmm. more color. Um, 
the real thought and the reason why I tweeted this is because habit of the prices of things. I realize that I do it or not asking the price of things and also over tipping. I over tip too. Yeah. And sometimes I I don't ask the price because I don't want to seem like the price is an issue. Uh, sometimes when I go to different golf courses, what the tee time says on the app and what the tee time they charge me are sometimes different. And so sometimes I don't make a big deal about it because I don't want to like seem broke. I don't seem like I can't afford to golf there. Making that point, what I was saying is that sometimes we can go broke because want to make it seem like we don't have it. Yeah. And so, but also making it seem like you're actually caring about your money is actually just an intelligent thing to do financially. Yep. It's like, no, it said 50 bucks. Why are you charging me 80 bucks now? Like, that's a big difference. That's 30 bucks. But do you really want to make a big stink out of 30 bucks? Well, not if you think it's going to make you feel broke or look broke. And so sometimes I just overlook it. But that's 30 bucks. That used to be a lot of work, you know? And so that was what I was really saying. I wasn't saying go out dressing like a bum. I wasn't saying, like, don't look good, that kind of stuff. I was just saying, like, minding your money, sometimes you can overlook certain things because you don't want to seem like you don't have it, and you could actually be slowly eroding away your wealth. That was just one way. Another way is I know people who used to impress other people to look broke and so they'll buy clothes or they'll wear things or like if there's an event coming up they have to buy a brand new outfit for that because they don't want to they don't want people to think that they're broke meanwhile they actually are broke there's a lot of people who are doing things to not look broke and they're broke and so like that was another thing that i was thinking of and then the last thing is just like the whole like online you see a lot of people like calling people broke because they don't want to spend their money on them or yes, like guilt. right, or you don't got no money because you don't give me your money. Nah, and, money. And people fall into that trap all the time. There's dudes in credit card debt right now because they're trying to make some woman think that they actually had it. Perspective is don't go broke trying to not look broke for a woman who's broke. <laughs> if, she, if, if, <laughs> if she if she wasn't broke, she wouldn't be on your neck like that. Yo, she could afford to live the lifestyle that she wants. She would not be leaning on you so hard, but they ain't got it. The brokest woman wants the dudes to spend the most. The woman who have money, they still want you to spend, but not not as much as the broke chicks. They mastered the the the, the traditional when it's one sided traditionalism. Mm. I like <laughs> that definition. That that new term. It's one-sided because... One-sided traditionalism. The traditional, I mean, like, your ass wouldn't all be out everywhere in every picture if you were traditional. I mean, it's fine if you want to do it. I mean, I look. You wouldn't have a roster if you were traditional. You you wouldn't be doing a lot of things if you weren't traditional. But, oh, nah, fam, you are one-sided traditional. You are one-sided old-fashioned. Again, which is fine, but call it what it is. So, yes, I... I am not an advocate of men overspending to impress women. And I correct <laughs> in my dealing. So I, I ask women like, what do you expect? What are you willing to do? Women, a lot of women don't like going over numbers. 
I never thought about that. I don't know. Well, I won't. Let me know. Let, let, let's have an adult conversation about the expectations and about the numbers because um, I want to see where you're at. And I, I just want to be up front and tell you what I'm not <laughs> willing to do and what I am willing to do. And, and we'll see if that works for each other. But, yes, do not go broke for a broke woman uh, or, or any woman in general. It, it, it doesn't make oh, sense. Now, now, do shit. If you want to do shit, do shit. But, but have a limit. Have a limit. If they're not okay with that, find someone who is. Hardcore advocate on that. Times in these dating streets, women are very vocal about what they require. And um, there's a lot of beef going on in these streets. How do we solve the relationship beef between black women and black men? Uh, Are you dating, Raph? Are you in a relationship? Are you? you, you, you I'm not dating right now. Okay. Uh, He has his eye on a few. Okay. He has his eye on one. Nice. nice. I, I hope that works, works out. I'm hoping it works out too, man. So, yo, <laughs> That's I, right, man. I was talking to I was talking to one of my friends about this. I said, "Yo, people have changed in the past five or six years." Once the people, I'm talking about women in general, because I'm a day woman. There's been a shift, and I don't, I can't put my finger on it, but there's been a shift. I don't know if it's. YouTube, I don't know if it's dating coaches. I don't know if it's the music, but there's been a shift. Um, there was never this blatant, over-the-top, proud selfishism going on. Proud and proud. And I'm like, damn, like, where, like, where did this come from? Like, not over, no shame, one-sidedness. And I'm like, yeah, what, what is this? So, of course, it's not all women. I don't even know if it's most, but there's been a shift. So how do we fix it? Man, I know people who are leaving the country to go find chicks. I heard that too. I know people, I know I know them pretty well, who are going to different countries to go find chicks, to go find women who are really traditional. Now, I know people here who, who meet great women like you, Charles, and then 90% of our inner circle is either in a long-term relationship or married. So love is here. There are very high quality women here, but just to give, but some dudes just want to just increase their odds and meet a bunch of chicks who have these qualities. So they try to pick through a few. And honestly, man, I don't knock it. I don't knock, I don't knock people who are exploring their options, you know, who are going to get with an Afro-Colombian chick or Afro-Brazilian chick. And we are just like, man, fuck it. I'm just, Find someone who just on a on a different wavelength. Uh, so it's gonna take time because it's just gotten worse. Uh, it, it, this is gonna be a long term. It's gonna be a long term, long term thing, man. Here's what I would say: mm-hmm. if people should, it, if they have somebody decent, stay. Don't let the <laughs> stay. Don't uh, be out there in these streets. This goes for woman and men. Stay. Uh, if you're dating somebody. And they have 70. This, this is a Kevin Samuels quote. Um, I don't know if you guys know that I knew him. You might have heard. I know, I know uh, Erica said she was close with him. So him and Erica were friends. Uh, him and I weren't friends, but I, I, I moderate it still, and I moderated his Facebook group, The Mix. But so if you watch his videos, he talks about me a lot. Because uh, I was the first, I was, me and the woman I was with, were the first couple in his Facebook group, The Mix. 
Hmm. And he would always talk about it. He said, he, he just said to me, he said, if you get someone who has 70% of what you're looking for, you want. I yeah. think that will help people to, to become more realistic. You got 70%? All right, let's go do the damn thing. And let's, let's get out the game. I feel like, I honestly feel like ship can kind of work with any two people if they have the right mindset. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And we see it all the time when you, I, I watch this show, my wife called Married at First Sight. And the people who stick it out are the people who go in there with the right mindset. The people who are like, you know what? I want to be married. And she's like, I want to be married too. And they just ebb and flow with the problems and the, the wins that they have. I don't know. I just, I find it interesting. I've always thought that because my parents were divorced. And yeah. so like my parents were divorced. And so I grew up and I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to go through that. Um, it's not always easy. No, it's not. It's <laughs> not always easy. No, no. You, 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 your parents are divorced, but they both, I don't know if they both remarried, but they both were in relationships, though, right? Or are in or were. Um, you know what's interesting is I always have this thought. But my mom's, of course, remarried, but my dad, he remarried and got re-divorced. Mm-hmm. So... I think a really big hack for me is marrying a woman who had parents who stayed together. Huge hack. Because mm-hmm. I, I put it on Twitter. I was like, when I be wanting to call it quit, she'd be like, nah, right here, bro. <laughs> she'd be like, nah, right here. <laughs> oh, man. And that's what you call not having an ego. Yeah. That's what you call not having an ego. Um, and, you know, it literally takes one person, hopefully both, but what usually one person in the marriage who says, we got to, this has to work. We're going to be bored. I'm, I'm not even going to talk to you for about a couple of days, but I, I'm going to be here and I'm not going to go bang somebody else. I, I'll be here. Uh, I'm going to teach you on Fridays. I'm not talking to you, but I'm going to bring you some chicken fingers. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it in the kitchen, but it takes this almost stubborn I'm not going anywhere in this. And I'm not a believer in overly romantic size and relationships anymore. Mm. One of my issues before, um, I might have tried to over romanticize love. Marrying for love is a new concept. It's a yeah. brand new concept. People used to never do that. Mm. Of course you want it. Of course it's ideal. But fam, people marry for practicality. Does mm. this work? Does this work enough? And we'll grow into shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what, Raph? I have a question for you, Raph. You were legally married on paper, right? Yeah. Would you get married again through the state? Against it. No. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I would. I, 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 I'm actually going to be on the Hardly Initiated podcast. Have y'all seen that before? Um. I think I might have seen him on TikTok. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, two brothers out of here, really good dude, real estate guys as well. And we, we, we talked about it. And I said, you know what? I don't, I don't think I will. I'll do everything else, you know, the wedding, all that stuff. And we can have our own agreement. But I really want to stop working at forty-five. I don't want to have to work past forty-five. So I don't know if I if I want to put that much risk on. We'll see. I think part of solving the problem is get people off of the internet. Like, 
Yeah. It's not it's not real life, man. People gotta understand that this stuff is not real life. Mm-hmm. And like see people say like where are y'all finding these people because they're here in the real in the streets like real life like you're not like that like, it's it, it it's, it's made people delusional and it's made people think they have more options than they really do yeah i think uh, who said that? i think somebody said that is like it makes you think you have more options than you think you than you really have yeah it's because like the crazy yeah there's a lot to go down there, but like the persons in your DMs is in everybody's DMs. They don't take much effort to copy and paste a text. <laughs> effort to like post emoji eyes. Like you don't got to go out no more. You just got to just scroll the gram. And it gets people. I think more women than men. Okay, I don't have to go through this with you because I can get with him. But he he likes you a little bit. But that other guy, he's really into you. Yeah. So. It allows you to feel you don't have to work through stuff as much because you can just get with someone else. Yeah. But um, but you said this, Charles, and this was real. You said so something along the lines of you have so much ego that you're not gonna fix the stuff that they want you to fix, but you're fixing for the next person. Okay. Something along those lines. And I was like, damn, that's that's true. So much pride, you won't fix the shit that she wants you to fix, but you'll fix it for the next person. <laughs> that's some old school tweets right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was real. That was real. Yeah. He's like, he's pulling a Raphael on me right now. That's the old school. <laughs> that's the hype fury. <laughs> no, Charles, you said if you're a black and you innovate, you're called a scammer. Uh-oh. If you're white and you innovate, you're called a founder. Uh-oh. Um, I forgot the direct example that came from but it's just always interesting to me when I see like white people do shit and get funding and then like we do some shit and it's called ghetto. And they said that like it's ghetto until it's like stolen by white folks. Now, now it's hot. Now everybody wearing dirty Air Force Ones. Did you know it was a trend for white girls to wear dirty Air Force Ones? I didn't know that. Yeah, like it's a big thing. Like in Southern California, like white girls get Air Force Ones. It's even on TikTok. Like it's a big thing. My niece has dirty Air Force Ones. Mm. And <laughs> I bought them for her. I bought them clean. She made them dirty. But um, I just, I don't know. I've just been finding that it's just interesting because I've just noticed as things evolve in the black economy, what kind of frustrates me is I used to be big on black wealth. We need a big belt, build black wealth. And we need black businesses only for folks to build black businesses and then get slandered. And I was like, man, this sucks. Like all the stuff we thought we needed, we're just like destroying with our own hands. And I didn't know what to make of it. Like at that point, it just became like, I just got to take care of my family. Like that's the only thing I could really reconcile with that because the people that you're trying to help are the same people that try to like tear you down. And so I just thought that um, it was an old tweet. That's a Hype Fury tweet. Like, for real, for real. I just literally just reposted it for my Hype Fury. It wasn't like a Hype Fury retweet. It was like a Hype Fury, like, I posted it for my Hype Fury. But that's just where I'm at. The, the word scam gets thrown around a lot. Um, if you're black and you sell shit, if you're black and you sell shit non-physical, it's a scam. If you sell t-shirts, it's not a scam. If you sell sweatshirts, it's not a scam. Anything intellectual, property, or time, it takes your time, it's a scam because there's a certain percentage of us who feels like you have to just give shit. You're black, oh, just give, just give, just give. But the person who you're giving to can pay someone white 
else or go to Applebee's or have new sneakers, but the, uh, the, the you, you, you got to just avoid the sick people, man. And there's a lot of them, and they're loud. They'll avoid the sick people. There, there, there are some people who aren't going to come with us. Uh, I want to spot the brother in the chat, Albert Myers. He said, I'm struggling to find a well-staffed black crew here in Jersey. A shout-out to Brother Myers. He has a professional company. So here's the thing. Never let your company fall because you can't find a black staff. Oh, that's a bar. A bar. Right? Mm. You'll find very few people in the world who are more pro-black than me. Right? But you do not let your income or your quality of business fall behind it. And that's it. It could be your first option, even your second option. But you have to see that's the thing as well, because we're held to a higher standard as black women that we ha ha have to have everything perfect, right? McDonald's could fuck up, but but if Harold's fucks up, it's a whole different ballgame. So do not let your business suffer because you can't find a black staff. No, keep your standard high because we have to have it there. So profit, man. <laughs> you like. So I, I think I know everything, and then Dre says stuff. I'm like, I never thought about that. Like, <laughs> the the ability to keep it simple. The ability to keep it simple. Man, I've been thinking I know everything. <laughs> you want more kids, Chuck? I think so. Okay. I do think so. Like, we're not actively trying, only because on birth control. So like after we had our first son, she went on birth control for like just like three year stint. Okay. Um, so I think she was trying to figure out if she wanted to have more than one. Gotcha. But I think she does. Okay. Yeah. We love our son. He's, he's a lot. He's three. He's two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. He's a lot, but it's manageable. Okay. So yeah, we could have one more and have a, have a friend he can play with. That'd be it. Then we have a real family. Like, I mean, it's it's cool when you got one kid. Yeah. Got two kids. It's like, bro, we out here. Like, hold on, dad mode. Like, all the cool dad stuff. I'm definitely doing it. Is your wife still out out the nine to five? Does she ever go back to work? My wife literally has no plans to ever go back to a job. <laughs> <laughs> like, she hasn't even thought about it. It's not even an option. Oh man. That means I got to mm. work on stock. Do you, I, I don't know if you, you, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Do you guys have a budget of money that you give to her or does she get dividend money? How do you guys do that? It's it's all out of a joint account. Okay, cool. So, like, it's all out of a joint account. Is there a limit that she? Well, she doesn't really spend money like that. And if, and if like, anything that's really bought, like usually I like take care of it, I guess. Okay. So like she's not like just out like shopping and doing all kind of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. But I mean at one point in time, um, before like I kinda got heavy into the project, like she was getting a, a like actual salary from the company. Okay. So like that's what she was kinda using for her own stuff. And she probably still has a bunch of money saved up from that too. That's what's up. It's funny, um, what you were saying earlier, uh, Dre, 
were you just saying like if you sell in like intellectual property digital course or something you get called a scammer and it's funny i've seen like people stuff and is people literally say like we can see when somebody trying to pay their rent and it's like wow it's it, it's it's like one of the people who aren't very sophisticated man and and money on everything else that's the thing it's not mm. that they don't have jordans they don't take vacations there's just a certain segment of people when it only comes to intellectual property because they can't wear it they it's, can't floss on the ground it's how it's almost like they're offended that you're selling like you're going to charge me to you on the phone yes there's they're just there and and sometimes a lot of times they have the money but there's just this ego barrier that says why am i paying you fathom paying you for xyz and um i don't know many people in general well of course everyone most people i know are black well i don't know many people in general who make over 250 a year who, who don't spend money on some form of coaching ip Paid workshops or conferences. I don't know. Everybody who we know who makes over two fifty, they usually have some kind of coach or something going on. So, man, they're just gonna get be left behind. Plus, another thing is like a lot of black folks don't like the idea rich off the, in quote unquote getting rich off them. Right? Yeah. Even though they're even though with the information. If they take it and apply it, they'll make money too, right? <laughs> it's a one-sided ch- It's like the fake traditionalism thing with the chicks. It's a one-sided transaction. That's so true. Um, it's funny because I was thinking about that too, um, just in terms of like rental properties, because it seems like tenants like the fact that you make money from them living in the home, wild. even though they live in the, even though they live in the home. It's wild. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. in the home, and I won't make no money, but you'd be homeless. So what are we gonna do? <laughs> but but I think that it is an issue to be addressed. And so one of my thoughts was to like I feel like so I wouldn't say it's a complicated thought, but so one of the thoughts that I was having is that like I don't know if in other communities they rent from their own. I think that they might sell to their own and then you have a community of homeowners, right? Mm-hmm. And so my thought was like, you know what? Maybe it makes sense to, as opposed to renting to them, you just sell it to them and then you become the bank because it's seller financed and then you receive payments, which is effectively the same thing as still being their landlord. You still get monthly payments, you have less responsibilities. And so what happens is in other communities, they still have the same dynamics. They just advertise it differently. Lord, I'm just the lender. <laughs> that could work. That could work. And so they still yeah. gonna look at it as you making money off them. Right. It's like I'm not sure. I'm not sure your boss. You're a manager. <laughs> Congrats on being a, a manager. complainer. Is gonna find a way to complain. I do think that is a good model. Um, and I and I I I, I do think everyone benefits with that model. But but. If someone wants to complain to family, family they're just going to complain. There, there, yeah. there's, 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 I had a guy 
I, I had a free workshop up on one of the portals. You, you can check it out, see if you like me, see if you like the program, yada, yada, yada. First of all, he kept on losing his fucking login information, which if it's cheap or if it's free, they're going to lose their login information more than people who pay more money. Mm. All right. Yeah. Mm. That's one. They're also going to do stupid ass chargebacks, which yeah. is why I raise all my prices, by the way. All of them. Um, all right. So that's that. He he says something along the lines of, um, you know, he sees all the testimonials. He asks, can he talk to them? Wow. <laughs> That's some weirdo stuff right there. He's trying to ask for the information. I told my uh, my EA, which is which is um, my executive assistant, Mari. Hey, Mari. I said, please take down that free webinar. Please take that. He's like, and then he said, I know the payments are X, Y, Z. Can I pay X, Y, Z? I said, no. I said, no more of this bullshit. If people can't meet me, 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 me at my price, they can't happen. Because the amount of bullshit you go through to try to meet people where they are, I'm just past it. And I, and I don't need the money anymore. So you got to meet, me, meet me where I'm at, fam. You, you got to meet me. And we and we and we and we see people talk about high ticket, low ticket. A lot of times they go higher ticket just to avoid a certain amount of bullshit. I think that's the sole reason because you don't deal with you deal with certain things a whole lot less. Like what are you talking? Yo, know, I had a lady. Um, I have a bomb ass science step confidence course, a hundred dollars, like literally forty six plus hours on how to notarize documents, step by step by step by step. I taught probably half of it. I paid other people to come and teach it. Like literally, you learn how to notarize all documents, damn near all documents in that course. It was a I, I, I had a promo for a hundred bucks. She came in. She couldn't find her login information. Go figure. Filed the dispute, right? Which I don't get test disputes. I'm like, all right, just take the money and go because I I offer refunds anyway. I don't know why you filed a dispute. Then tried to log in the course and emailed wow. me and said, hey, I can't log in. Wow. Like, Trick, I see you. Like, I, I saw the whole scheme. That's crazy. And I said, you know what? You filed the dispute, which we didn't contest. Um, you have been denied access. And she said, okay, I'm going to. She said, okay, sorry. I couldn't log in. So I filed the dispute. I'm like, no, no, no. You're a professional bad customer. And, <laughs> and then she said, I'm going to go to my other platform and sign up. And that's why I said, yo, I'm, I'm keeping the prices high. A professional bad customer. She's a professional bad Because she had the whole thing planned out. Who, Yo, you filed the dispute. We don't fight it. You then try to go back and log in? It exist. Everybody thinks that it's just the business owner. Oh, black customer. business, nah, nigga. Black customers. Some of, some of them are terrible, which is why uh, I'm, I'm only bringing this up. So to tell you about your point is, if you're gonna do it to somebody, don't do it because they're complaining about paying rent. Do it for somebody who wants to buy a house. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Dre. <laughs> who does that? <laughs> so, Charles, you say in a culture that glamorizes bullshit, the best thing you can do in high school or college is be lame. So I was having a conversation with my photographer who actually I went to high school with. The best thing to do. And uh, she was telling my wife about like my high school experience. And I really have the best high school experience. Mm -hmm. 
But like, and so I was like, you know, maybe being the coolest person in high school is overrated because who are you trying to be cool for and with? A bunch maybe. of losers who are not going to amount to nothing who couldn't take the high school exit exam. I took the high school exit exam and I did what I had to do. Maybe, man. It ain't, it ain't no maybe. <laughs> so that's all I was saying. That's a clip. I'm putting that on Facebook so they can see it. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was it's how, how people base four, literally four years of their existence and, and they use it to carry through their whole life. Whole life Typically, man. the coolest people in high school are the biggest losers in real life after high school and immediately after high school. Yeah. Dang. It's not like the mid 20s. No, it's a cliff. <laughs> be lame, fam. Be lame. Be boring. And the rest of the world is yours, fam. Yeah. College is yours. Grad school. The interesting thing about it, though, is that, like, lameness is subjective. I have a cousin and um, young dude. His mom put him in school in a part of San Diego where it's just nothing but Filipinos. And he's one of my recent of my only, like, I would say second cousin. My only second cousin. Second cousin is what my 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 cousin's son, right? He'd be a second cousin. I think let's just call it a second cousin. He's my only mm. second cousin who's gone to college, mm. straight to college, like from high school to college, just because he was in a different environment. And he was in an environment where they value taking AP classes and playing like actual dope sports and doing like cool things. So if you go to a school with a bunch of kids whose fathers play golf, it's actually not lame to play golf. If you go right. to a school with a bunch of kids whose fathers don't exist, now they're going to be looking at you like, why you want to play golf? That's for white people. Yep. And so lameness is subjective. So if you're in an environment in the way my, situ- my, the way my high school was situated, you had cross-pollination. So you had kids from one side of the tracks going to school with the other side of the tracks. And so you're going to be lame to the kids on the other side of the tracks on all the things you're supposed to be doing. Nobody in my college, no, nobody in my high school was taking AP classes. Mm. I was taking AP classes, mm. but I wasn't actually able to fit in with those people because that's what I value. I was an avid. I was in classes that were pushing you towards college. And so that's all I'm saying is I don't want to like glamorize myself in this moment. What I want to say is that lameness is subjective. Lameness is predicated based on who you're around. So get around people where what you actually aspire to do and have is actually looked Highly upon. Get around environments where they value investing. Get around environments where they value an entrepreneurship. Get around environments where they value selling and marketing and advertising and promoting your value. Because if you are somebody who's doing those things around people who work jobs and stay with their job and don't value entrepreneurship, they're going to think that you're crazy for trying to do those things. Whereas we're going to think you're crazy for not doing those things. If you get around Andre and you start saying that you're not going to promote your value, you're not going to create that course, you're not going to start that business, you'll be like. Wanting to fit in with people who are, I'm going to just say it, bro. Uh, Wanting to fit in with people who are beneath us is one of the worst things that us as black people ever did. We want to fit in with people Mm. who are on our level and who are beneath us morally financially, socially, more morally than anything, to be honest with you. 
It is, if you think about it, it's wild. When you put it that way. Yeah, that's it's, crazy. Why you put it like that? <laughs> I'm old. I'm just rolling. But the thing is, is I, I feel like sometimes we don't see that they're beneath us because they look like us. Not every and Tim so Jackson like, says nigga culture isn't a black culture. Mm, that's man, that's interesting. Tim Jackson. Y'all know him, the great Tim Jackson. N-word culture is not black culture. It's N-word culture. And he says we have to separate ourselves. And be dragged into everything that some people do, fam. Funny because Charles had a tweet where you're saying like, what do boys who don't have fathers mimic unintentionally? Their mothers, Woman. the streets, rappers. Like, yeah. That's like the worst thing. Rappers talking about their old life in the streets that they don't do anymore, hopefully. Rappers is wild. It's a wild thing, but they were, which is why we are so important, which is why Rap, which you asked earlier about coming online and, and all that stuff, which is why that's why I got online. I didn't see a lot of positive black images who I also thought were cool, but not street. Right? Like, you could be cool and not be street. Some people think street is cool. I think there's a whole gray area that, that's cool. And that's why I, I, I got up because I didn't just want to be the person who's saying, well, he should do this. He should do that. She should do that. I said, well, I'm putting my voice out there. And I, and I got on YouTube and built websites and hooked up with voice and just started talking for my shit. Hey, you had, I just remember you had like a free, like, online course. Was it Black Man United or not? Um, yeah, yeah, no, that was it. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we had a program geared geared towards Black Man, Black Man United. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we had um, free workshops, free trainings, um, gatherings, talks. It was it was dope. Yeah. Damn, I, I did a lot of stuff. <laughs> I I say, oh, yeah, we're, now I remember. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I totally and every now and then someone brings it up. Uh, you know, that's the thing about life is you never know the impact you have on someone else. And, and the thing that you might forget about, because I, I've had a few people tell me, man, that was that was dope, man. Like, like we really appreciated that. You never know. You never know how you can impact somebody, man. I gotta go through my emails. <laughs> You're a part of that, Raphael? I had just joined it was a couple of years ago. I just saw it. I was like, this was interesting. Black Man United. It was more like, I don't know if they had a group or what, but it was like kind of like a free email course almost, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 it was on Teachable. We had a portal. We recorded the workshops and we talked about different stuff, relationship stuff, business stuff. We, we, we provided options for people who had a criminal record, business to get into. I think I even funded some of them. Um, we we even had uh, had talked about domestic violence about people who who were abused and abusers, and mm. that was wrong because a lot of people don't talk to former abusers because we we look at them as bad people, which is fair, but they need reform too. We we need we need, we need to hear what caused them to do these things. And when I say abuse, I don't mean sexual abuse. I mean physical or verbal abuse. Uh, so yeah, but we had some deep conversations. We had some really, really deep dialogue there, and it was great to just have brothers 
talk in a private setting. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Man, you just brought up, man, uh, this guy on YouTube. I, I, I discovered him through Erica Williams, Diamond Dave. video his the other day where he talks about Kevin Samuels. This is after he passed away. Mm, yeah. And he was saying the reasons that Kevin Samuels blew up so much was because for so long, and it's still going on, people have been tell, basically telling back, man, like, just shut up. Like, we don't want to hear anything that you have to say. Yeah, that's exactly why. You know what's interesting about that whole dynamic I'm finding is, like, a lot of times men can say something, but we don't accept it until a woman says it. Yep. Black society is the only matriarchal. Matriarchal where women run things, right? Mm-hmm. Matriarchal, patriarchal. Yeah. Black community, the, the black American community is the only matriarchal society. So uh, where woman's voice and and where women over, overwhelmingly are, are the spokesmen and the leaders of the community. Yeah. So with Kevin, even though a lot of people don't agree with his message, and I can see what they're saying with that one or, or his tone but more more well unless okay well we, we can grant that but was he wrong mm-hmm. he told people in general know where you rank get somebody you'll probably wind up with someone who fits in your ranking he told that to chicks and dudes yeah mm-hmm. it's like what's wrong with that i don't understand what's wrong with <laughs> what's wrong <laughs> with getting someone in your lane oh my god how dare you tell me that i that I probably can't get someone better looking than me. You probably can't. That's right. <laughs> you probably have more success rate if you were to stay in your lane. But you can't and, and, and have a great life. Fam, we have a whole group of people. I was in a relationship uh of of, of, of people who took his his words and and, and ran with them. And people got engaged. And I don't know if people got married yet. That's cool. Fam, That's cool. Shame. Uh, it's, it's even getting late for me, and I'm on on West Coast time, kind of sort of still. Well, <laughs> I don't know how y'all do it. It's late. <laughs> when are you leaving um, Detroit? Friday night. Okay. Yeah, I pushed it to Friday night. Um, I got to get back in town, but what's interesting, we're actually going out of town for my wife's birthday like on Wednesday, so I get home, stay for like a few days, and I'm right back on a flight. Oh, dope. So we are going. Curacao. Folks don't even know where that is. I never even heard of it either. Where's that at again? It's near uh, Aruba. Oh, don't, don't, don't. All right, good we, call it, we call it the ABC Islands. Like Aruba is one of them, and there's another one I never heard of. And then it's Cur- I. She's wanted to do something different. You know, she wanted to. She don't want to be like nobody else. She's like everybody else. Younger than you? Other places, huh? Is she younger than you? One year. Okay, cool. Yeah, one year younger than me. So, Enjoy the trip, bro. It should be cool. I'm gonna have a real vacation. That's why I was really grinding and trying to get as much done with this property as oh, possible, so I can really do nothing. Good for you. I'm not trying to be taking no damn phone calls and calling contractors. Like, nah, phone going off. Well, enjoy it. That'll be something different, but no tweet talk episodes. No tweet cool. talk. No carousel. Feel inspired. <laughs> Just let me know when that is. Oh, cool. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. Um, the 
problem solvers, not just problem identifiers. Because you're going to have to create problems for yourselves, man. New levels, new devils, and all that kind of stuff. Because, right. like, now Charles is doing a whole three-day challenge with Jacqueline plans. And that's... And I just say yes to everything. Anybody who's like, hey, you want to be involved? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, because and I'm like, listening for the date. And it's like, oh, man, we already booked to speak on that date. Who is? Both of us. We're supposed right. to be talking. I'll fit them both in. We're see. gonna double it up. Tell them to, if tell we're gonna work it out, man. That's why I say yes. We'll work it out. If it's an hour split, we'll make an hour split. We'll work, work it out. We're gonna work it out. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod. That's P O D. Follow Charles on Twitter. What's up, Dre? No, no. Whoop, whoop. I said whoop, whoop. Myself on Twitter at Work Money Life. Follow Charles on Twitter at Real Todd Billion because there's only one. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at Real Todd Billion and the parent company at Todd.Capital. Be sure to follow our dude Andre C. Hatchet everywhere. Mm-hmm. Twitter, all that good stuff. On Twitter, um, TikTok Pod and at Todd.Capital. Episode 139 of Tweet Talk About Love Podcast with our brother, Andre Hatchet, myself, Raphael, and Charles. Yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk Podcast, featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag, you know what I can do. And so without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk Podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is. Head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm giving you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.